Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's the finals wrap-up edition of the NBA podcast, Lemon Pepper Parlay. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with uh, the kid from Kansas City himself. Just recently honored. I saw it all over his Facebook and Instagram, wearing a suit and tie. I like that. Was it tailored? It looked nice. Yeah, it was. I was about to say, it didn't look like it was straight off the rack, the Macy style. (laughs) I appreciate you stepping up your game for whatever the hell you were honored for. (laughs) Yeah, I was honored at my alma mater, Lincoln University. It was actually in St. Louis. I flew into KC, drove down to St. Louis, about a three-hour drive. Yikes. Uh, It was a young alumni ceremony for young alumni that are doing successful things in their career, and they thought I was worthy of being honored. And they picked you. Yeah, they picked this guy, Mark Gunnels. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Just Lincoln alumni. Yeah. Aim higher next time. No, I'm just joking. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations you. to you on that and your correct finals prediction. Yeah. Go I ahead. Mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it was so obvious. I mean, it wasn't like this. Yeah, yeah, whatever. This crazy prediction. I mean, we all knew that the Denver Nuggets were the best team. Uh, the Miami Heat were an eight seat, and it, they reeled their ugly head. Uh, Gay Vincent. Don't know what happened to him. Caleb Martin, his magic finally went away. I mean, these guys are playing above their head for the first three rounds. I mean, let's not act like this Do you team... want to do this now or do you want to talk about the Nuggets now? Because I got time to talk about Miami. You can talk about the winners or the losers. Which we way can, you want to go? touch on Miami right now. Because nah, I want to talk I'm, about... I'm not touching. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm going all the way two oh, feet well, in like Great Lady Falls. Well, I, hold on for a second. I'll let you go. Uh, <laughs> I know you lost some money on them, so you're probably a little, little bitter over there. But I mean... In the regular season, did you know this team, they were dead last in points per game. Like, this was not a good offensive team. And then all of a sudden, the playoffs, they just couldn't miss. They were shooting over 40% in several games, 50% a couple of games. I mean, they were playing above their heads. Uh, so if they finally met a team that not, not only could execute on the same level as them, if not better, but they were also mentally tough enough to withstand the heat culture. Right, because the Miami Heat they played the Bucks who missed Giannis for three games. They fired their head coach, but they played the Knicks. They play hard, but they're not offensively skilled enough to compete. And then they played the fragile Boston Celtics, who their head coach couldn't motivate. I don't think he could motivate anybody. So uh, you know <laughs> they they had these advantages from a, a mental standpoint, but they finally ran into a team that was just as mentally tough as them, but was obviously more skilled than them as well. The thing that made me, I mean, sure, they're more skilled. But when you drizzle this down to brass tacks, you look at this finals matchup, people are talking about Jokic and Murray being the next Jordan and Pippen. And while I think it's a bit overblown, because obviously the, the track record and the length of it all, I've been thought Jamal Murray was a flamethrower. And Jokic is one of the best players in the world. Like, it's not, you know what I'm saying? So it's the not best, crazy. He's not one of. He's the best player Bro, in the world. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My point is this. You, especially with the way that the new CBA is going to come down, it's not impacting Denver in this moment. But Michael Porter Jr. was a no-show until game, until like the last, what, 10 points in game five? KCP, no-show. Until game, you know, game. Christian Brown 
was the best rock chalk. Was he was the best auxiliary player, right? The best non-star for significant points of this series. And then you add in Aaron Gordon, who's dunking the ball, being super athletic. Now, I don't see people talk about the Miami's undrafted players and the talent and all this and that. Like they're all in the league now. They're all NBA players now. Right, so that's the same thing I'm saying about all three. He's in. He's here now. He's established. He'll be on a team next year. Like he could have a bad year and continue to be in the league. Right, like like if Duncan Robinson went 35 percent from three, mm-hmm. he's not done. You know what I'm saying another team might want to pick him up. There's going to be active trade talks around these undrafted players that Miami has gotten. What is going to be increasingly important? Is how you build around these two your two stars because the, th- the the three star era is, I think is going to be over, and how you make your two stars and you really accentuate that. So when I look at Miami's two stars, Jimmy and Bam, people talk about Jimmy ran out of gas. Jimmy wasn't had a bad finals run, but how many? Eight-foot jump shots. Does Bam Adebayo have to miss before somebody says he plays a bad game? <laughs> Serious. Across the board, it's, oh, well, you know, Bam did the best. He's doing great. Meanwhile, just three, just, just a few days ago, Anthony Davis, you know what I'm saying? The man, one eyebrow. That's all. I, two hands, one eyebrow. Anthony Davis was getting ridiculed for, for not scoring 40 a game. Essentially, because mm-hmm. and he's playing the best defense in the Western Conference in the playoffs. I said that off the top of my head. I think it could be debatable, but I don't know. He probably was one of the best, if not the best, one of the best defenders in the Western Conference. Oh, AD? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In this postseason. Oh, yeah. Right? 100%. I said the best, but then I tried to think, I don't care. He was, he was up there. Okay. No, he was the best. Right. Yeah. I watched Jokic come 10 assists. In five games. So just two more assists per game short of averaging a triple-double in the finals. Mm. Meanwhile, the sole lottery pick, the one, (laughs) there's only one, you know, out there for Miami is bricking uh, reverse layups to start the fourth quarter. He shot uh, 33% outside of the restricted area. He's the tallest player on the team. And I got to hear about how he's got to play more minutes because Cody Zeller is unplayable. He was damn near unplayable. He can't shoot. If he... Game three. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, like a 12-point game with three minutes left. Mm-hmm. Spo is throwing the towel in for reasons unbeknownst to me. He's throwing the towel in. Because, I'm sorry, it's 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 a 10-point possess- game. We're right here. Duncan Robinson comes down, bam, three-pointer. Bam, three-pointer. Bam's got, the, now, ironically, I said bam, three-pointer. <laughs> now, Duncan, now, Bam's got the ball at the elbow. Duncan, now, you know, he, he's the best. He, he damn near play option quarterback because he loves to hand the ball off. That's about all he got. He hand the ball off, okay? <laughs> now, Jokic runs over Duncan Robinson, so the, the flow of the play is off. He shoots a free throw line jumper. Would have cut it to six. Clang. By the time he releases the ball, Duncan Robinson, 
who, mind you, at that point, had 16 fourth quarter points in the series, is wide open behind him. And he's just like, whatever, man. I'm a shooter to miss it. And then that would have made it a five-point game with like 45 seconds left. And Jimmy's on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't have it. And we've seen Spo not be afraid to put people on the bench. Max, remember uh, in games, Max Struess was posted on the bench. Comes out, you get him right, but posted on the bench in the fourth quarter if, if, if it's not going right. Caleb Martin got benched too. Should have been Eastern Conference MVP Caleb Martin posted on the bench if things aren't going right. But I got to sit here and just accept these 15-foot clangs. I'm telling you, I'm never making this mistake again when picking a team. If your main facilitator can't shoot, it's only – I challenge where, – where's the other the – there's only one outlier, and that's Draymond Green. And the outliers are because it's Stephen Clay and, um, K, and KD. Only other one I can think of is Rondo. Rondo is still an offensive threat. But I, I but and the idea that Rondo, all right. Rondo couldn't shoot threes. Right? Yeah. Rondo will hit a free throw line jumper. Yeah. Rondo yeah. will or, or put pressure on the defense at some point around that area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if he's not if he's not shooting the jumper, he'll cross over, put pressure on the put up a floater. Something like that to make you you have to make them guard you. Jokic wasn't as great as he was this postseason, as great as he was in these finals. And I'm not taking a doggone thing away from him. He didn't have to play a lick of defense. I think you've been a little too hard on Bam. See, this is I think you've been why. A little too why? Hard. When I saw Anthony Davis, who the same I mean, college, lottery pick, all of this. The same, why? We're almost in the same standard as Anthony Davis. Well, I'm just saying. Look, if y'all gonna tell me that Anthony Davis is, is street clothes, this no extension, that. And, and and like Anthony's better than Bam. Well, yeah, of course. So why are you holding him to the same standard? For AD, Bro. we're talking about him in top ten conversations. We're not holding Bam to that standard. So I, I guess it's just okay then. All right, Bam. Better luck next time. I mean, but even despite all everything you said, was he not their best player in this series? Or are you saying that's that's not saying too much? This is, exactly. I mean, he, exactly. Because he was. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but the way that he play, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be. Jimmy and him are supposed to be the best. That's like, 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 okay, as great as, as Jokic was in the Western Conference Finals, Murray was better than him. But it doesn't, they're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, and, and nobody is sitting up saying that Murray is better than Jokic in the aggregate. But in that four game matchup, in that four game set, Murray had more of an advantage than, than Jokic did. There's nothing wrong with that. Jokic had to go against uh, uh, LeBron and AD and Rui Hachimura, where, you know, Jamal Murray getting chased around by D'Angelo Russell and, and, and Dennis Schroeder. It's like, so, it's not the same. So you're saying based on the matchup. That based off Bam, the matchup. Bam had. Bam, I'm sorry. No, based off Bam being wide open for significant points of the game when Miami can't hit a shot. That's what I'm basing it off of. Because he's just standing there, butt booty naked open but at the I, free throw line, so, standing like this, like, hmm, come here, Gabe, come come take this hand off. But I still think you're you're not, and I know that they're not, the standard is different, I understand that. But the way Miami got here is because not just the Bam and Jimmy, it was the others. The Gabe Vincents of the world, the Kayla Martins of the world, the Kyle Lowry's of the world. Those guys didn't show up 
for several games. I and, mean, there was games where look, I saw Gabe Vincent only had two points. And let me tell you something. And he was averaging, what, So, so what do we think series? happened with the Nuggets? In a, in a series in which you had two guys have a triple-double, if you got two guys with a 30-point triple-double, there's only so many rebounds and assists out there. Nobody else was doing anything. That's what if you look if you look at like Denver in the postseason, like sure you had a couple moments when Aaron Gordon had an advantage, but like to me that's almost analogous to Duncan Robinson hitting three fourth quarter threes. You're not banking on it, but when it happens, all right, cool. You weren't they weren't running a play for Aaron Gordon to get him like or they may be running plays to get him on the screen and roll to get Gabe Vincent on him, but. In the grand aggregate, they're not running plays to get Aaron Gordon 15 points. They're running plays that Aaron Gordon gets 15 points as a result of them. Yeah, but yeah. You, they're not running plays for Bam. Because when they run in plays for Bam, he's missing the shot. And Jimmy, don't get me wrong, super passive in this series, drove the lane so many times, looked to kick it out without being aggressive, going to the rim. Then when he gets to the rim, he wants to pump fake one, two, three, four, five, six times instead of just, just lay the dog on ball up. Or if you're a little boy that cries wolf every so often, you got to show him a wolf. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to keep pump faking, you got to lay the ball up at some point. But it's just, to me, the place in which Miami was not maximized out was the two superstars, or the two stars, rather, because super is a bit much, yeah. right? Yeah. But the play, that's where they weren't maxed out. That's where they could have gotten more. And in a playoff run in which Jimmy Butler had multiple 40-point games, right, I have trouble hanging the lion's share of the blame as to why Miami is still not playing on him. Because if it was up to, if it wasn't, if, if, if he had gotten hurt in round one instead of Tyler Hero, Milwaukee would have advanced. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But at the same but then, time... Then, then, to, then, then leave... Then, then, to not hold him accountable at all for the finals, though, is ridiculous. But I'm not saying... I didn't, I'm not saying he played well. I'm not saying he played well. But at a certain point in time, like down the stretch of that game, down the stretch of game five, uh, big three, big three. Questionable foul call. If I was Aaron Gordon, I'd be very upset about it. But it's free throw line. And it, don't get me wrong, turnover at the end to kill it. But we have seen evidence of star players who play poorly and then come in the biggest moments and make stuff happen. The number one is the number one is Jason Tatum. But you see these evidences of star players who have a bad game until the fourth quarter. Our star players who have a a little a legit bad game until seven minutes left, six minutes left, and then once it gets time to to time to make the money, they really get to it. That's the thing that like I felt. Now, now did he do it a lot this series? No, it obviously was a four-one sweep, but that was all they had. That was the only shot they had. And when you got two guys out there that you saying is superstars or the one lottery pick, I got a point at him. Before we get into that, uh, let's take a quick break. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose... 
You get the stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after the qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call one 800 Three two seven five zero five zero or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. My thing is, it has to be frustrating if you're a Miami Heat fan to see Jimmy do that in the last five, six minutes when... You're going on scoring droughts after scoring droughts throughout the course of the game in the first three quarters, especially in a do-or-die game, win or go home. You would like to see him be more aggressive throughout the game. Why are you waiting until the last five, six minutes? That is my biggest problem. Like multiple times you're getting in the lane, like you mentioned before, and you're not even looking at the rim. You're looking like Ben Simmons. And then, oh, okay, you finally woke up. You made a couple of threes. Ooh, congratulations. And you got a bailout call. Like, that doesn't move me. So I, I don't think it's fair for you to be like, well, we see stars well, do this if he for the first three quarters. This, if he hadn't had 
If he hadn't had the eight, nine straight points, it would have been a 15 point blowout. Yeah, but why didn't you show up in the first three quarters? Look, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. How this is, this is, this is, this is Bam had 14 points in the first quarter. You know what he finished with? What did he finish with? 20. Okay. He had 14 first quarter points. Okay. Finished with 20. And how many points did Jimmy have quarters one through three? I'm saying, but, Eight. but, the, the, <laughs> but the difference is, the difference is, Bam has never, and it seems as if will not ever have the fourth quarter flurry. Like, Jimmy could have 14 first quarter. We've seen it happen this playoff run. But see, I don't, I don't look, I don't look for from for that from Bam. Like I don't. And then why I don't, not? Well, you know I don't what? All you five players on the court, than me. all five players on the court can score, and the one that's left wide but booty open needs to be able to shoot. Right. Same thing with Sabonis. Same with Sabonis. If they, if the defensive strategy is to leave you open, I don't know what to tell you. He's not that guy. I mean, I just don't. I don't have these expectations for Bam to go out there and dominate, especially in the fourth quarter. Like, I'm not looking for that. If he gives me 20 points, hey, I'm happy. Like, I'm taking that. I'm not expecting him to go for 25 to 30 points. I don't know what your expectations were of Bam. Or you for thought, him to make or, open or you shots. This guy for was. him to make open shots. For him to make open shots. Like, I expect NBA players to be able to make open shots. Well, there's a lot of NBA players that can't make open shots. And, that's, and you know what? Maybe that's what, maybe that's what LeBron is talking about. When he's talking about Brown, because I, you know what, uh, wasn't Brownie will shoot it. I seen Brownie go six oh, for eight yeah, from the three yeah. point he'll, line. He'll I seen Brownie shoot. Yeah, he won't hesitate. He'll pull up. Man, I hope your uh, your rent will still pay for this month, though, right? Yeah, that was the Eastern Conference final. Oh, so I mean, you're fine, man. No, but it's it. it I'm really it's mad because every single year I fall for this. I fall for it every year with Miami. Every year. And then every year I'm looking at Bam Adebayo and I kept expecting him to take a step. Remember, we did this podcast two or three years ago and I said he was the third or fourth best big man in the East. You looked at me like I was crazy. I do remember that. Every year with this <laughs> freaking guy and he just doink, doink, well, and then right. afraid to shoot, won't shoot. You're going to do it again next year. because No, he, I won't. He's, he's going to be the third best player. They're going to get somebody. Right? Well, then I could deal with that. I can deal with yeah, that. I can deal with that. If he's coming out here like, if he's my Aaron Gordon, yeah, I'm good money. Yeah, I'm. I, in fact, that's a surplus role. That's just because you know what I'm saying. Because I don't, I don't expect Aaron Gordon to to be making plays. I expect Bam to have a few assists. Oh, but yeah, yeah. every time we see these big men, Sabonis and Bam and Bam and, and Draymond Green before him, minus take Steph out that line, we see mm -hmm. how it goes. Mm -hmm. The, all the defense has to do is back up like four feet. And now they are in every passing lane because the guy who's guarding him is seven feet tall. So they're in every single passing lane at the basket. And this guy who throughout the regular season, whether it be Sabonis or Bam, was just a nice, you know, 17-point, uh, eight-assist guy because he's just sitting there facilitating at the top of the key. Bro, you're going to have to turn that into 25 because you're going to have to be able to shoot that shot at the elbow to make them play defense. Otherwise, it all shuts down and it all gets gummed up in the muck. And now I'll just know, never going forward, if the number one facilitator is not a scorer, I'm, not, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. You're I'm out. out. I'm out. I'm good. Bam ruined it for you. I did. And then you can look at it. Like, you look at Jokic. 
Look at Jokic. When Jokic is behind the three-point line, even though it takes him a country year to shoot it, <laughs> you got to run out at him. It's super slow motion. But you got you got to <laughs> run out at him, right? Yeah. You oh, got you to. Have, you got to respect it. You got to. Free yeah. throw line, that's in, it's unstoppable. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's unstoppable. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He could be my number one facilitator because you got to guard him. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's okay, man. Every year with this mess. If, if he's still the second best player next year, don't fall for it. Remember what you're saying today. And you know what really makes me sick about it? You remember about uh, two and a half weeks in the regular season? I was pointing at everybody, yelling at everybody. Oh, y'all voted Jokic back-to-back MVPs. Why aren't y'all picking them to win the finals? I do remember. Everybody was I, over there picking Phoenix, picking L.A. So I don't want to hear none of that mess about how Denver didn't have a tough run because you let the media pick it. This was the toughest run it could have been. Save Golden State. I mean. Had they ran through Golden State, then yeah. that would have, that's the only way it could have been harder. If they went As soon as Kevin Durant went to Phoenix, they became the favorite. Yeah, and I still don't understand why. Uh, but I still, mean, but still, as soon as they yeah, went there, yeah, they became yeah. the favorite. Yeah, they did. And I was never on that. People but, were picking the Lakers when their Lakers were the 13th, 14th seed to yeah. beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series. I was one of those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, the road, you played Minnesota first round. Okay. Phoenix, I wasn't never high on Phoenix. I was never high on them. But I know them. The pundits were, and Vegas was for some reason. They were the favorite, like you said. But I, I thought the Nuggets were going to win that series in five games. They won in six. The Lakers, you know, obviously I picked the Lakers to win that. They swept them. It was a competitive sweep, though. Uh, the, the finals, though, that was probably, besides Minnesota, it's probably the easiest matchup. Look, I love this. I love this. <laughs> it's probably the easiest Forget matchup. It. You seen this match? the eight-seed Miami hold on, hold on. Heat hold on. in the finals. So, so it's a close sweep when LeBron and Anthony Davis lose each game by what well, I think the, the last game was the only one within five. But Miami wins a game in the finals, and that was the easiest matchup that they had. Me, mind, mind you, the Miami team that beat the number one team in the East all year, Miami, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. I Giannis bet it was her. And then that same Miami team, when they went down 3-0, had these same people who were clamoring how the Lakers was going to win the Western Conference Finals when they were the 13th seed saying, we'll never see this in history. We've never seen it in history before, but right here, right now, this is the number one time. The Boston Celtics, oh, we've never seen most of the time when we'll a team is down 3-0, it's the home, and the, the home team and the away team is reversed. Most of the time is this, 0-151. Oh, Happened. That's that team. But just saw that. It was a close sweep when the Lakers didn't it win was. a game. And it was a blowout when Miami did. Because and three first of the, to seven. Three of the four wins in, by Denver in the finals were they won by double digits. The only one they didn't was this last game. Right. Every game against the Lakers was within single digits, I believe. And it came down to the last few minutes. Mm-hmm. Every single game. Mm-hmm. Despite them not winning the game, I get it. Like I said, I seem to remember Bam Adebayo missing a jumper that would have cut it to six with 45 seconds left with wide open. Mm. What did Hay- what did Haywood High Smith do? What did he do? What did he do? He was uh, one of the best would, two players in the first two games. You wanted some more High Smith minutes? Oh, he was just one of the. He was just objectively one of the better players in the first two games, no, and he, just couldn't he was. get off the bench. He was just couldn't get off the bench. 
Questions. I have, I have questions. I want to know. Did you want to see Tyler Hero play in game five? Well, here's the thing. If he's not going to play, then you should have made him questionable since game one. Like, don't, what are we, why are you teasing me? <laughs> if he's coming, he's coming, right? Like, if you're going to tease me, tease me from the start of game one. He's coming back now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, the, like they did with Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Kawhi tears his ACL in game one and he's day to day. Right. You know, like, do that. Do that instead of just playing games. But ultimately, Denver was, the, see, Denver was a better team, I guess. Denver has better stars. Like, I I don't think that, like, I think KCP. Stars, they're a better team. Too. Bro, if you swapped out KCP for Max Struess, it's negligible. The oh, difference is no. negligible. KCP's better. Come the, on. I, the, I, the, but the difference is, neg- sure, KCP is better, but the difference is negligible. Like, Bruce Brown, I think, is, just a, is a great Swiss Army Knife type player, but there's a few of those in the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? His, like, his ability is, like, try hard and that sounds disrespectful but like he's gonna get the rebound in fact he did get the rebound to seal game five like you know what i'm saying he'll he'll make the right pass he'll hit open shots but you're never depending on it if we went through both rosters and did the colin cowherd rank the 10 best players for both rosters seven of them would be denver nuggets you would probably only get three miami heat players in there obviously jimmy and bam and who's i don't even know who's the third one because obviously Jokic, Murray, MPJ, Bruce Brown. Absent in the final. Kristen Brown. MP uh, no five. jumper. Aaron Gordon. That's six right Bro, there. Bro, Michael that's Porter Jr. Sure. was. Dog, so my, he's still not a top 10 player at, bro, between where, both rosters? This post he would be the third best player on Miami. Did my, and if. Michael Porter Jr. would be the third best player on the Miami Heat. A lot of people would be the third best player on the Miami Heat. But the point is... So I'm showing you the talent gap. The floor of the Heat. Like, Michael Porter Jr. was gone. Disappeared. And they had nobody to put him... Like, they had nobody to replace him. When Max Struess went 0 for 7 in the first half or whatever, Duncan Robinson came in and had four quarter points. Well, I would say Christian Brown took MPJ's minutes. If you look at the minutes... But that's it. Where? What other major impact? You tell me that the, uh, uh, Aaron Gordon played a a role that a lot of guys can play in this league, and I'm not trying to d- discredit him. But when you are open, guarded by somebody who's you know uh, uh, eight feet shorter than eight inches shorter than you, you should be able to dunk the ball. Yeah. A lot of people get uh, there's a there's a few different guys. Ben Wallace is the first one that pops to my head, but there's guys in this league right now who get who make a living with that. Like Clint Capella makes a living. Like that. Now, Aaron Gordon's better, but he makes. But the point is, they're not running no plays for him. You can find that guy all over the place. Well, Miami doesn't have that guy. They absolutely <laughs> don't. But to the point, think about how many. Think about how many three-point shooters are just ball handlers that Miami has. Yeah. What? Gabe Vincent. I mean, Vincent. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Caleb Martin. Uh, 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 and then obviously heroes hurt, but Jimmy Butler, like mm-hmm. you don't have that nearly that level of guys who are initiating the offense in Denver. It's well, Jamal Murray and Jokic, and I get could it's also say because Jokic is arguably one of the best playmaker we've ever seen that you kind of don't want to put the ball in somebody else's hands because he's just so good at it. Can I make that argument? 
I mean, yeah, but they still don't have the ability I, to do it. I think Bruce Brown could have the ability to do Stop it. I think it. Christian Brown could have the ability Stop to do it. Stop it. Jamal Murray obviously has the ability to do there it. There you go. <laughs> One for three. I, I've seen Bruce Brown at Nick Shade offense when he was in, with the Nets at times. Bro, th- th- that, was your other fa- that was your other favorite close sweep, the Nets, and how quickly they got, got, got taken care of. Wait, you talking about when they played Boston last yeah. year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When Bruce Brown was the only one out there making plays. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was another one. That was a competitive sweep. Competitive, competitive yeah, sweep. I love those competitive was that one more? Was that one more or less competitive than Miami winning a game in Denver? That was more competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. I'm a competitive sweep guy. Got it. What a joke. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite moment from the Denver celebration? Oh, man. I probably have to say, do you see Jokic throwing Jamal Murray in the pool? I have an issue with the verb. Jokic didn't. Jokic pulled Jamal well, Murray into the pool. Well, like yeah. they both got into the pool. I guess yeah. Like I generally, guess, yeah. we talk about throw somebody in the pool. When I saw, oh, Jokic threw Jamal Murray in the pool, I thought Jokic, who you know they talk about is you know stronger than Chuck Norris and Bo Jackson all tied into one. <laughs> thought he was gonna pick up Jamal Murray by like his collar and his waistband <laughs> and sling him in that thing. Like no, they both went for a little swim, which is fine. Yeah. But it's just throws a bit much. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. But I thought it was cool, man, just to see them celebrate. Uh, Jokic, he's just so funny, man. He's ready to go home and do some horse racing. You know, he doesn't want to go to the parade. He was like, I need to go home, man. <laughs> In my head, I thought, and I wish I was actually there to report it. Nobody asked. But I imagine that Jamal Murray spent a lot of time in that tub rehabbing. Right, because that's what you would probably spend mm. most of the time in rehabbing, running, trying yeah. to get, trying to jumping, getting yeah. like so you can so it was run like a and full jump. Full circle impact. moment, like in my head, that's what it was. That's what it felt like, yeah. you know. So I was, I would like to know if that actually is what the case was. I, that, I bet I if think you about asked, that. that's a good. Point. I bet if you asked, I feel like nobody's ever thought about that. I would ask. <laughs> I, I, that's kind of what I think. Like what in that moment, right? If you're the Nuggets, right? Because you, you almost, you know, you got as close as you could essentially in 2020 then you know you have all the accolades and personal success for Jokic in the, in the two MVPs but the team success is just not there Fame, like I told you where they went eight, a one and eighth in the playoffs yeah in their last uh, that's what it was they had gone one and eight in the playoffs in their last nine games mm-hmm. prior to this run mm-hmm. because they got swept in this beat and just won one so like I just I don't know. It is it is something that's gratifying. There's something that's really dope to see about all of that. But I know this. If I was Michael Malone, do you think Michael Malone likes a guy, first of all, who is so prickly that he insists that he's called Michael and not Mike? Do you think that he enjoys being thrown up in the air by two other grown adult Serbian men? Because I would have to wager no, but he's too far in to say anything about it. Yeah. I, I I would say no, but what is he going to do? <laughs> He's going to tell him, put me down, guys. Like, come on. He can't do anything in that moment. You just have to embrace it at that point. Like, yep, I know I'm about to go viral. I'm, look, I'm looking uh, very unmanly in this moment. <laughs> just being thrown around like a cheerleader. But uh, like, mean, when's yeah. the last time another grown man picked you up off your feet? It's It's, it's been years for me. Like, I can't even. <laughs> it picked me up off my feet. Yeah. And, like, with against my will? Not only picked up for him, I mean, being tossed in the air like, like a cheerleader. I mean, 
my gosh. But no, I don't remember the last time I've been picked up off my feet. I really don't. I can't recall. You know what? Hang on a second. Let's take a quick break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Dave Damashek says the Nuggets are the next NBA dynasty. Oh, my God. Here we go with this again. Every time somebody wins a championship, we always got to do this. Why? <laughs> Why? You know, um, I believe the last five champions are, have all been different. They are. Yeah. So people were saying the same thing about the Bucks when they won a couple of years ago. They haven't been back since. Who else won? You have <laughs> Bucks, Warriors, okay, the Warriors Raptors, were, yeah, Warriors, Nuggets. Okay. I mean, no, I don't. And the Lakers. I've skipped over the Lakers. In oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you don't think the bubble counts, huh? <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. You just forgot about it. Um, first of all, what's your definition of a dynasty? Like, if they go back and win it next year, is two in a row, is that dynasty to you? To me, dynasty, you got to get three. And I yeah. also don't think they're going to be the start of the next dynasty. Yeah. I think they'll be competitive, obviously. I think that if there was a team set up to be the next dynasty, this would be it. Because they have their, like, their two stars... There's no question about them and their roles. Mm -hmm. They work together great. And there's no deficiency that they individually have, right? Like, so like Sabonis can't shoot from the free throw line. Mm -hmm. That's going to flare up anytime they need to figure out, anytime Sacramento going forward needs to figure out what to do in a, like, you know, they're playing a game three, four times and play a team three, four times. That issue is going to flare up. Okay, the issue of make Jokic play defense is is not one that you could figure that one out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could, as long as you have an Aaron Gordon type or a P.J. Tucker type or a, another, they, they're out there. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that power forward-ish guy who's big, strong, and is not afraid to bump people, not afraid to play defense, not, and will catch alley-oops. That yeah. guy exists, and you can get him, right? You can go out and get him the same way the Nuggets went out and got Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And so I, I – but I don't know. Like, I think the key to championships is – and the one thing I would say 
towards the Nuggets dynasty ability and why I think they'll be competitive is Christian Brown acquitted himself very well in this postseason, especially in the finals. And as the CBA increases, like a guy like Michael Porter Jr. probably won't be able to stay on the team in the same role, in the same, in the same spot. You get guys like Christian Brown that can fill in on rookie deals, that's really good for you. Because Bruce Brown is going to be too expensive at this point. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. need a guy who's going to be able to do the Bruce Brown stuff. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I, I do agree that if you had to pick a team that's built for it, it probably is the Denver Nuggets. I just think, like you mentioned with the new CBA, you know, um, it being more parity now in the NBA. Like I mentioned, the last five champions have all been different teams. I, I really think you're going to see that continue moving forward. But they're in a good spot. They have the best player in the game, in my opinion, and Nikolai Jokic, Jamal Murray. They complement each other very well. I think they have the best two-man game. Like, I'm not going to say they're the best duo, but their games, the way they play off each other, is the best, if that makes sense, right? Because I think Jamal Murray is like a top 20-ish, top 25 player. And when you have guys like LeBron and AD who are both top 10, but I don't think they play off each other as well as Jamal and Jokic do. So I do think that's a good recipe for success moving forward. I think Malone fits their personalities as a coach. I think he knows how to manage that that roster, have guys that play hard for him. He always plays that underdog role. I think that kind of fits in with the whole Denver Nuggets aura right now in that franchise winning their first NBA championship. But I think next year is going to be fun. I really do. I think we're going to see a lot of movement and we'll get into that next week. But I think you're going to see a lot of movement this offseason. That's going to, guys are going to be chasing uh, the Denver Nuggets and making plays to say, I think we can beat that team. Like, they're really good, but if we can get another piece like the Miami Heat, we can get like a Kyrie or a Bradley Bill. I saw a rumor about that today. Uh, you know, then things can get really interesting next year. Yeah, we, like you said, we will get into more of the. We're, we'll let the trade rumors settle a little, little bit. They're flying around fast and furious right now. One uh, uh, baby daddy in New Orleans might be on the move. I see that might be in play. But uh, no, we'll we'll get into that. But I think the number one thing, I think your pin tweet is finally about to come true. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, the pin tweet is me telling Damian Lillard to cheat the grind. Uh, you can find it on Mark A. Gunnell's Shameless Pug, uh, my Twitter account. Yeah, you yeah. can find that, uh, the time and weather yeah. in your local si- in the local city that Mark is in as well. <laughs> it's like 11.38 a.m. right now in Los Angeles. Very cloudy outside. When is summer going to come to L.A., bro? <laughs> it's crazy. We're like in mid-June. It's still 60 degrees and cloudy outside. This is wild. It really feels like it hasn't. The sun hasn't come out since. <laughs> you know what it is? The sun hasn't come out since the Lakers lost. <laughs> it wouldn't be a show if you didn't throw a little Laker jab in there. Well, like you said, we'll get into more of those rumors next week. I'm looking forward to it. There is obviously no lemon pepper parlay today because no more basketball. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's over. And Victor Wembanyama's not even playing summer league. Yeah, I was so so it's over. So upset when I saw that. Told you he wasn't. You did. Told you he wasn't. That's gonna be one of my favorite futures. Over under Victor Wembanyama games played. We'll get into that next week. <laughs> See you guys next week.